Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior-friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another podcast episode where we help aspiring developers get jobs and junior developers grow. I know we've been a bit quiet about it lately because the contest has ended, but a little while ago, I actually created a video for this and an audio, but I put it out there that we're going to be doing a 30-day coding challenge to encourage people to get out of tutorial mode and into working on actual projects. So that was the challenge. We had 14 people sign up for that. What you see here are the people that completed that challenge. So congratulations. We're finally at the finish line. And, um, you know, I wasn't even expecting to have them on and do this as a podcast episode, but they all volunteered in we're actually going to have them share their projects. So I also have a surprise near the very end. Uh, of course, you know, this is also going on YouTube. So I need to make this clickbaity. I have a surprise at the very end uh, that I think our whole community is going to enjoy or not. We'll see. But um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let's go ahead and showcase our projects and I'll be sure in mine as well. But um, Andrew, uh, should we go around and introduce ourselves? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. We'll start with you, Andrew. Yeah, um, I'm Andrew. I am uh, based out of Orlando, Florida. Um, just recently graduated my coding bootcamp, uh, May 3rd. So there's that. Um, currently, I'm a bartender. I'm working on the weekends and then Monday through Friday, I'm just coding away. Very cool. How about you, Daniel? I am Daniel. Uh, I, I was a dropout at computer science uh, last year. Uh, I started learning JavaScript uh, I, last month. I was finally confident that I could move on to React, but I didn't have any project that I could show. I could showcase. So uh, this was the right moment for me. <laughs> Very cool. How about you, Lori? Yeah, my name's Lori. I'm based in London. I was a restaurant owner up until the crisis of last year. So yeah, that after that happened, I thought, what can I, what can I do? And I remembered that I've always wanted to get into um, coding and programming. So I just took the dive, and here I am. That's awesome. All right, so let's jump into this. I'm actually excited to see your projects, and I can tell you, I've only taken like um like I would load it up real quick, and then I would shut it down. So I haven't even used it or explored it. So I'm learning as well, but Andrew, you want to start with you and you want to show us what yeah, you built? Definitely. Let's see. All right. Are you, uh, do you see it? I do. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, I just went with a, uh, with a maintenance app. Um, you know, there's something for like residents in like an apartment complex to, kind of put in work orders and get those work orders completed from the uh, maintenance team. Um, this is just the main, the main page. It's going to take you straight to the login. Uh, and then there's also the uh, sign up page. So I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll create a new user just to show how that's done. Um, I'll call him my name. Taps. Why not? All right, and then when you create the account, you're going to be brought to the uh, to the resident profile page just to kind of get your info. 
This is not my real number. Not the one that popped up either. Oh, that might've been. <laughs> Call okay. me. It's I, okay. Are you sure? Cause I could probably blur that out. Yeah. You could blur it out. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. And then, yeah. And then once you do this, you're going to be brought to your, uh, your dashboard. And then here you're going to have the option to, uh, edit your account. Uh, if you need to change like your email or whatever, uh, you're going to be able to view your work orders, submit a new work order. It'll have your information here about like what's open, what's closed. Um, if you go to the maintenance page, this is where you would actually submit the work orders. So we'll go ahead and say my, uh, dryer is broken. I've actually made one of these before. <laughs> so yeah, my dryer is broken. It's not working. Help. And you'll be able to submit that. And then here you have the option to, uh, upload a photo. Uh, I think I have some photos in here. I guess it really doesn't matter. We'll just use that. Come on. There you go. And then the photo's uploaded. But of course, it would. it's supposed to be a picture of, you know, a broken dryer. <laughs> so you have your uh, picture here and your, uh, your work order is complete. Uh, but there's also another side to this is also the uh, maintenance, which I will log in to show you that. So if I were to log into, uh, I also have the, just for testing, like if somebody wanted to check it out, uh, there's like the uh, resident user and then like a maintenance user. So if you were to log in to the maintenance account, it's going to have a different dashboard because you are, you're, you're not a resident anymore. You don't want to, uh, make work orders you want to you know complete work orders so you're going to have the view work orders these links right here i don't have uh completed yet it's just the view work order mm -hmm. uh this is probably one of my hurdles was trying to uh, i've never seen what it looks like on the back end as like a maintenance team what it would look like for them so i kind of like uh do what i what i thought it would look like because i've only experienced it as the user never the uh the maintenance so here though you can view the work orders and here you're going to view all the work orders uh for all the residents and you'll see they're submitted uh open means that it's been uh uh started so like here uh you can see you can comment so the maintenance has opened it and then whenever they complete it you can click on this and it will now be complete and then when you go to the it won't be in the open work orders anymore. It will now be the, in the closed. Um, and then if you wanted to look at the submitted and maybe leave a comment on one of them, like what, what was the one dryer is broken. You can leave a comment. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this is a different one. Cool. Uh, we will be there tomorrow. Add comment. And then you can now make it open to let the resident know when they log back in that it's been viewed. Um, it'll also have like the, the resident information, the name, apartment number, their email. Um, I, I feel like that's pretty much it for functionality. Um, pretty simple. You know, I just, just wanted something, something, it's something I've used before and like going through my, uh, 
coding bootcamp, I actually had to put in a, a maintenance order and, and I was doing it thinking like, huh, I wonder what they use to make this. Like I, I, I can make something like this, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. so this is really cool. Um, I, I love the clean, simple look. Um, I, so I have a couple questions for you because this yeah. is a, I mean, you pretty much have a maintenance app, uh, down to a T you have all of like the bare minimum things that you would need for it. And, um, I remember all too well, I wish my maintenance app in Chicago, uh, my previous apartment that was, it looked a little bit more like this. It, uh, it was hard to navigate, but <laughs> I, so I have a couple questions. What made you choose to combine the dashboards, the admin panels for do two different roles? Um, because it sounds like the main, and I'm not even saying that was a bad move. I'm just wondering what your thinking was between maintenance and the resident. Uh, for honestly, for simplicity, just uh, I was able to code less, uh, and it it just it just seemed to make the most sense. Like if you're a resident, you know, I'll show you this version, and if you're the maintenance, I will show you this. But I, I didn't see a reason to have to to build a whole another dashboard for either one of them. Okay. Um... That, that makes complete sense to me. You know, it'd be really cool because uh, I like all these features. I mean, there, there's minor stuff like um, space, like maybe those links are hugging the left border just a little bit too much, but like all that's like really minor um, and it all seems to work, which is nice. I would, I would love to see. So like one problem, a lot of maintenance have when you, especially when I was in a high rise is there were just hundreds of residents, right. And they were getting orders all the time. So one thing, that I think they wish they would have had was like a priority system that was automated. Not one where the, every customer could select like, this is, you know, fi uh, fire alarm uh, priority. Like you need to get to it. Um, you know, when there wasn't even a leakage, maybe like their dishwasher stopped working or something like that. So like being able to like automate it based on potential like categories or, um, um, like even maintenance could potentially on the back end kind of rate what the actual priority was and create a system that actually learned that and would try to automatically prioritize it. Um, that's, that's probably a harder feature to build, but that would also be a very impressive feature to build. And it would actually be useful. Um, I know you probably aren't thinking about like releasing this to the public, but that would be um, an interesting feature. It's uh, funny you said that because that was actually one of my like icebox features that I wanted to implement. Um, and I just didn't get around to it. I didn't have enough time. Uh, and then, so it's something I do plan on doing something like that, where it's like a category, like uh, like how important it needs to be solved. And that, that will probably be in here soon. <laughs> okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I love this app. This is really cool. Um, and I, I definitely like the clean look to it. I'm curious, did you make this mobile friendly? Um, it is responsive. I've checked it out on mobile. It's workable. You can work on it, but it's not, it's not meant for mobile, but you, it, it is responsive. So it will, it'll work on a mobile app. Um, but it's not hundred percent there yet. <laughs> okay. Do you, are you aiming more for front end positions after the coding bootcamp or full stack or back end? I like full stack. I, I honestly can't pick one. I like more like, I, I feel like I like them equally and I'll, I'll spend like a day on the back end doing like database stuff and server stuff. And I love it. And then 
you know, I, I just kind of want to switch it up and I'll move to the front end. And, and they both kind of have their things that drive me crazy. And, and then they have the things that like, I, I truly enjoy. So I, I feel yeah. like I, I haven't been able to pick yet. So probably full stack. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. Um, yeah, you did a good job with this. I think to polish it up for the portfolio. Um, if you did make it mobile friendly, I think a lot of companies would appreciate that, but, um, yeah, awesome job with this app. And, you know, just a reminder to people like, uh, they were rushed, you know, you were also like doing a coding boot camp on the side as well. And, uh, you gotta remember all these participants that we invited, um, everyone just had their different life schedules and some people were trying to fit it in where they could, but yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And then, um, I didn't know if you want me to say the, uh, the stack I used to build it, Definitely. this was built. I used uh, Django and Python. Um, as well as for the, uh, styling, I used a little, uh, materialize. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it. How about you, Daniel? Okay. Uh, so I have this, uh, this is very small as compared to Andrew's, but, uh, let's share. So, uh, do you all see it? Yes. A little background about this. Uh, I came up with this app, uh, while I was uh, doing this tutorial, it's a very long tutorial. It's like 50 hours or something. Uh, so uh, I, I wondered, uh, because I was uh, playing with Canvas due to the, uh, while doing that tutorial. So I wondered why Zoom and uh, other, other uh, video conference app doesn't have like, just you go to the website and you, you join. I'm not sure. I think you you're supposed to install install these applications, right? So, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so you're sorry. The, the question was like for Zoom and stuff. Um, are you kind of trying to say that you were uh, wanted to build something where you could apply like maybe a potentially a dynamic background to Zoom or other video conferencing tools? Right. Uh, it's because uh, I was wondering why I have I have to install it in my uh, in my system just to, just to use it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zoom it specifically. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I've always had it installed, so I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I do for uh, at work right now. I assist them with uh, Zoom and stuff. So so I know I have to I have it installed in all the computers in the office. So. Uh, so that was a, the, uh, a little background about uh, why I came up with this. Uh, and then uh, I, so I looked around. Uh, I'm, this is mainly for a filter, for background filter. Uh, it detects the person. Uh, it can be multiple uh, people. And uh, you choose the background, like just like in Zoom. You can choose a virtual background. So... Uh, the main functionality, uh, as as the title says, is to uh, say the background, and it should it should work. At least, uh, if I'm, if not, I'm gonna refresh it. Uh, this is the part where it's gonna say, uh, let's say, tropical. Yeah. Uh, so this detected and it changes. Uh, you can also choose another uh, photo. Is it recording you right now? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, you have to allow it. Uh, it's uh, it's so, so. So the whole time you're on the website, it records you. Right. Uh, I, I plan to add a, a button to 
stop recording or enable recording uh, because uh, as as I thought about it, uh, it's not very practical when you're in a meeting and it detects a filter and it changes. So yeah, you can also upload the file and uh, let's try it again. Romantic. Uh, yeah, so it's also somewhat mobile friendly because I used Bootstrap on this. So yeah, it's it's very small. Uh, the challenges I I went through when, when doing this is uh, I had to learn TensorFlow, and it it doesn't really it's it's not very efficient in most of the most of the systems that I have other than this MacBook Air that I just bought. Yeah. It's very it's kind of slow right now. Uh, let's say. Uh, you can also change change the background through buttons uh and the the speech recognition app that uh api that i used is experimental by google so you can only use it in google chrome i i i checked uh, tensorflow but uh it made i tried it i tried the tensorflow version of voice recognition uh with my uh bodypix uh tensorflow to detect the the people on the screen, I tried I tried them together. It's very slow. Uh, it takes like twenty seconds to to detect the the changes. So that's uh, the the main reason why I went with the experimental API that I could show, and it works. Hopefully, it becomes non-experimental soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. I don't have the video yet because, as I said. Even even the images uh, can be very slow, so uh, making making them a video. Uh, I'm trying to make that work on my React because uh, halfway through the challenge, uh, I started uh, working on the React part of it because, as I said, I'm uh, confident with my JavaScript now. So I'm trying to move to React, and I didn't want to do that. Uh, all my projects are tutorials again, so I started doing it in React. So yeah, that's uh, my stack for this is JavaScript, uh, uh, vanilla JavaScript, CSS, HTML, and uh, some Bootstrap, so that I don't have to uh, design a lot of stuff. No one wants to touch CSS. I get it. Um, so th this is a really cool project. I like this. And, you know, I mean, sure, it's like on the front end, it's uh, potentially less content. So it seems simpler. But to like connect this with TensorFlow and be able to just crop that out and place it. Uh, your image on a new background and it's dynamic. It sounds like it'll it'll probably do that for other people. Right. Like if you put me up there. Right. Uh I'll show you again. Uh, so you can also do multiple people. Multiple people too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah, I can put you up there. I, I just don't have a photo of you, so. <laughs> that's, uh, that's so cool. I really like this. Um, so I'm going to try to better understand the app. Uh, first of all, video, that would be a really interesting feature, but we'll definitely uh, talk about the image. So all of the phrases that it's going to recognize they're all keywords underneath so you, those are the four phrases that you have set up correct correct okay and you had talked about building a feature where you can start and stop recording um 
this is this is a really cool tool. I'm just wondering, like, what did you what tool did you use to crop the image? Uh, it's the it's a BodyPix uh, TensorFlow API uh, where uh, it detects the image, uh, it detects the people, and then there's this array of image uh, data that uh, that it's like for every for every pixel there's a there's a number and they put zero on every pixel that's that's not part of the body and then it ex- extracts the ones that have ones on them it's zero and one it's basically an array of zero and ones and for the zeros uh it removes it so it completely deletes the background of the of the image that is really cool. Um, so I never used TensorFlow. It's the first time I'm hearing of it. I think I've heard it used before just a long time ago. So TensorFlow kind of allowed you to extract that image, put it on another background. And does it also, so I'm reading it just kind of like, it looks like automation and machine learning, but does it also interpret the language? Uh, like what did you use to, to record your voice and interpret the language that you're saying? Uh, for the for the voice recognition, it's an it's a it's voice recognition API by wait no web speech API by Google. Uh, so it's basically just uh, gonna ask for permission to listen, and uh, you can either have it uh, listen for a specific or specific keywords, or it's just gonna keep listening and it's just gonna keep throwing or returning words that it detects. Okay. That's cool. I learned some new things, new tools to use. That's really cool. Daniel, uh, good job with this. Thank you. I would, yeah, I, I think doing this in React is a good idea. Um, I would be interested to see what you come up with with React, um, especially if you're comfortable with JavaScript. But um, yeah, this this could definitely be a solid React app that a lot of employers are going to care about. I think this is a good choice. Thank you. I'm kind of stuck with React hooks right now, so <laughs> I'm <trying to> that. <laughs> you and many other people keep pushing forward with that. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for showing that. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Lori, I'm actually going to share my screen because you are on your phone. So, uh, where is it? You know what? I'm going to hide my project first because I am going to show my, I actually did a project as well. It was one of the ones that completed it. Uh, here it is. Let's do this. Can everyone see my screen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you tell me what to do and go ahead and explain it. Okay. First, I'll explain. Um, this is a uh, company that my wife has just started. Uh, uh, she's doing like cosmetics, creams and stuff. So I thought, yeah, this, this would be a good opportunity for me to learn how to design. And a lot of this, a lot of this stuff is not, so much back end heavy, it's a lot of front end stuff, but a lot of the stuff on here, before we actually started the um, challenge, I used to look at websites and think, how on earth do you do that? Like, what is that that you're doing? So um, I'm very happy to say that I've accomplished some of them. So just starting off first, um, like if you move your cursor around, you'll see that the cursor is actually just a circle, just a like a empty circle. 
which is basically just following the um, page Y and X axis of the DOM. Mm -hmm. So I've just linked a div to the DOM. And then if you hover over the, um, the links at the top here, you can see that it expands, yeah. contracts. So like stuff like that was like magic to me before this course. <laughs> and um, if you would hover over, then you've got a menu button on the right-hand side, like a button, some bars. If you click that, a menu should slide down. And then all of the everything is linked. Yeah, all of the, the everything animates. Um, yeah, then you could click on the about button. Is it? It's moving quite slow on my end. Is it moving as slow as that on your end? Not on my end. Okay, no worries then. So then, okay. if you if you hover over. This is something that I've always kind of tried to, because um, I do have a, a background in design before getting into the restaurant industry. So like working with like things in small spaces and like presenting information in small spaces has always been something very interesting to me. So like if you hover over the images, they slide out and then um, more information appears. If you hover over the, the header, it transforms into a different piece of text. So everything kind of um, exposes new information once once you hover over it. And then if you scroll down, I believe there's some more. Yeah, and then if you scroll up as well, like you can see that image kind of slides up and slides down as you come in. And um, so it's all really design, design heavy. And then if you go to the shop now, So I, on the shop here, I created, like I mocked up some mock um, products. And then if you scroll down, you could see how they um, scroll out and scroll into the page and stuff like that. Like this could just be, and I've coded it in a way where like, um, it's almost like React in a sense, the way I kind of thought about it. Whereas mm -hmm. like you could just add multiple products without having to recode everything all over again and just put and it, it will just slide down and multiple products will come in just like that. And then um let's go to my so we've been to the about page contact and the contact page is just a simple contact page. But just just quite clean, just simple, simple design. And then everything can be, as I'm learning now, because when we started the challenge, I had no, literally no back-end knowledge, zero. zilch. <laughs> wow. But now I've, I've, I'm using React and I'm starting to learn about the back-end, Firebase, other, um, other stuff. So now That's really I'll, cool. be, yeah, I'll be able to link the contact page, be able to start adding like um, a payment system, maybe with Stripe or something like that. I've been looking into and yeah that's that's basically it yeah that's um first of all you you building this for your wife um like this is going to be used you know this might bring you in money which is really cool yeah. it's it's potentially a business business that can be built up so you're solving a real problem and you learned 
the front end and even some of back end. So this form actually works. No, 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 nothing, nothing actually Not links yet. to the database now, but it's, I, it's very easy for me to do that right now. Do you know cool. what I mean? During the course, I had no, 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 no backend knowledge, but now I can do it. Okay. That's really cool. I mean, it sounds like all these projects where they definitely challenged you a little bit, which is the main goal that I wanted to happen from this. So this is awesome. Yeah. I had no idea before we started this, I had no idea how to build something like this. I come, I learned GSAP, which is a um, animation library that a lot of people will know about. And that's where most of the animations are coming from. And, uh, whilst, uh, yeah, I had to learn like, just manipulating the DOM in new ways, like with the cursor and things like that. It's things that I've seen and just, well, how, how are you doing that? How is that possible to change the cursor of the browser? So that was pretty, that's pretty dope for me to learn. Yeah, there's, so there are so many different features of CSS and, you know, you want to be cautious because if this is an actual app and um, you care about user behavior and what those uh, users are used to in the patterns across many websites, you can't like, can't go out of bounds too much, but it is fun to explore it. And like, even this icon, I would actually make the uh, argument that this icon might put people off because they're not used to it and they're not used to the interaction, but I very well could be wrong. And all you have to do is just do an A-B test, like do one where this icon appears, deliver that to 50% of the users and to 50% of the other users, um, like do it without the icon, just a normal icon. So the, these kind of cool features, like I really encourage people to experiment with them, just look at the data and see what users are responding to. So this is a adventure, I, so I like it. I definitely do agree with that. Like there's a part like design has to be, it has to be, productive it can't be just to look good and just for just because it's pretty it has to actually work and have a meaning Do you know what i mean so yeah i get what you mean, totally yeah yeah exactly um is this mobile friendly uh yeah it should be most of it hopefully <laughs> okay but yeah um okay let's go ahead Does need some tweaks and does need some adjustments, but for the for the most part, okay. Let's go. Uh, what do I want to do? Gallery. I want want to see the form one more time. Oh, I think that oh. might be. Oops, Oops. Little, little bug there. Little. <laughs> hey, that, I mean, this is a challenge. It's good to be able to identify uh, these bugs. I think um, that's. The that was the main part that I had, like, that was my, my biggest focus was the, the doing this, the media queries and figuring it all out. And cause it's so, it, it's a simple site, but when you get into the media queries, you realize there's so much going on and animations, you work differently on mobile and yeah, it was a challenge. Well, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. There's a reason why Andrew and Daniel chose to use, you know, a CSS library. Uh, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot to it. So this this is awesome. And obviously, yeah, there are a few bugs and, and stuff, but I, it sounds like you've definitely learned enough to be able to to fix those. But this yeah. this looks clean. This looks really good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, cool. I'm actually excited. I was wondering how much 
all three of you challenged each other with this one. Um, and it sounds like you definitely forced yourself to learn new things. So this is really cool. What I hope you do is, you know, fix up the bugs. If you have questions, you know, about like what I, um, what I would potentially add or what I would polish up so yeah. that it is, uh, so that it does stand out among other projects to employers, you know, feel free to reach out to me. We can talk about it, but overall, like all three of these are very reasonable projects to put on your portfolio, fix up the bugs, clean it up a little bit, but the, honestly, all three of these are definitely good enough. So awesome job with that. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and switch to mine. I already have a bug right there. So, um, I've been putting off my website, um, for a long time. Um, I'm going to say this at the end, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll show my website and then I'll say it at the end, but basically I wanted a website for Don, the to showcase all of my podcast projects. And, um, I basically just wanted a simple gallery page and then an episode, like a single episode page with the, which had a lot of the metadata that I think would have made it a little bit more search friendly. I did, uh, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get to the admin panel to be able to set um, a lot of this up. So like the, I actually was so close to failing the challenge because I was like up super late trying to get GraphQL to work with Heroku and I did get it to work, but um, I ended up just kind of like hard coding all the URLs to lead to uh, different uh, YouTube videos. So we'll load that, but ultimately what I want is an individual page. But right here, one thing that um, I really want to focus on was uh, being able to showcase all of my episodes. Um, I wanted to, I got to stop saying what I want to do. Let's, let's talk about what it does. Um, so it just showcases all of my episodes. I have a service on the back end that basically will ping uh, the RSS feed from my audio podcast and it just gathers a bunch of data. And then it compares that data with what's currently in my database. And it just figures out what is new, what needs to be updated. So it's, it's kind of like an RSS feed aggregator. Um, I built a big chunk of that and I ended up using that feature to kind of like, uh, I, I definitely had to fix it up and finish it, but I ended up using that to be able to just grab this data um, and grab information about the podcast. Um, a lot of this could definitely be cleaned up. Um, and I would recommend, I see, I don't even know what's going on with that, but I would recommend that people um, kind of just uh, bring in something like lazy loading because I'm going to actually pick on my project just a little bit. Since it's my project, I feel comfortable picking on it. Let's see. So if you go to, let's just, oops, uh, image. If I do a empty cache, hard reload, you are going to see so many images that are like one megabyte for each image. You never want to do this. This is ridiculous. Um, usually you want to optimize these image images, put them in like a, I use tiny PNG, tiny JPEG. So if you ever want to bring images into your website, you can definitely optimize them. They still look really good after that. But ultimately like I have like, these are YouTube size thumbnail pictures that I just minimize with CSS. So they're like, uh, what is it? 1280 by 720. So really huge pictures that all needed to be loaded giant files. That's not okay, but I minimized it with CSS. I'd recommend that people have smaller thumbnail pictures that are also optimized. Um, and it's, you really need to 
do uh, you really need to seriously consider whether on mobile you need to be loading a lot of these images? But like one one thing that can solve it is optimizing images and doing like a lazy loading or just something like where you just scroll and then it loads all the content as you scroll down because all this content isn't needed and all of it's loaded initially. Um, and I already have a bug because this gets auto-generated without me because I have to manually enter the YouTube thumbnail. So I'm going to have to fix that. But um, yeah, it's a really simple front end and it just showcases the projects. Uh, I want to clean up the design just a little bit. It is mobile friendly. Uh, let's go ahead and load that. We just scroll up. Uh, I didn't, I just use custom CSS and uh, put some up there as a little navigation. I could definitely style this a little bit better, but um, at least it is, I'm not even going to try to scroll down. That's too many images, but at least it's mobile friendly. And uh, one important thing that um, this allowed me to do was it finally got me to put time into coding. And one thing that I realized is, and I kind of just want to share this, you know, as I've been working on my business, the more I code, the less my business grows, which is a really weird thing to have to deal with. And so as I've come back to being forced to code, I would spend about 30 minutes a day on this for 30 days. And um, I found that I don't believe in the 100 coding day challenge that requires you to code every single day of the week. I think people need breaks. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we had 14 people sign up. I think I did. but And we had four people that lasted and actually completed the challenge. Life gets in the way. So I think you need to be reasonable about giving yourself breaks. But you also need to force yourself, and this is a lesson for me and a reminder, especially to keep my skills fresh. You also need to code, even if it's just a little bit each week. Try not to pile it into just like one Saturday and then let six days go by and then that's it. To me, in my experience, you are not going to be retaining things as well. You're not going to be growing as, as fast as you can be. But this is a really cool project, very simple on the front end, that kind of allowed me to dive back into coding, explore GraphQL. Um, so yeah, for my stack, what did I use? Because I'm, I'm going to be expanding on this. I'm going to be building an admin panel, a blog, and a few other features. But I used React on the front end, custom CSS. And then I pretty much just used... On top of Node.js, Express, Prisma, um, and GraphQL on the back end. I think GraphQL is a really cool uh, tool to use. Setting up a GraphQL server and making sure that it works properly on Heroku can either be very simple if you know how to do it, or it can be very frustrating when it's your first time bringing GraphQL, um, especially if it's in the same application. But um, yeah, I want to say to everyone that decided to participate in this, you forced me to do this. So seriously, thank you. Um, and the final thing to mention, and I said I was going to be mentioning this at the end. Um, so when I, I made this promise that I would finish this challenge, which I guess I did, but I would finish this challenge and have a finished project to show. I think I worded it like that. And so in my mind, I had planned to finish more. I was very confident about it. And that was my intentions with the video. I also made a promise that I would donate $250 to a charity if I didn't finish it. So, um, you know, it's $250. I'm glad it's going to a good place. Uh, a lot of money just to give away uh, when I'm building up my business. But ultimately, like what I'm really excited is um, it 
you guys get to vote what that charity is. So you guys get to decide. Um, I, I might do like, a, you know what? We're going to do it this way. So anyone in the YouTube comments, um, you go ahead and list a charity that you want. I think it's probably going to need to be like a 5031C. I think that's what it's called um, because this is kind of hooked up to my business. So it needs to be through my business. But let me know what charity you want me to donate the money to. And uh, I'll probably put a poll up on YouTube and we'll go ahead and put that money out there. But, um, you know, I'm actually pretty excited that this got me started, even if I didn't finish it to where I wanted to. But, um, yeah, that's my perspective. Leave it in the comments below. Let me know. But before we kind of wrap this up, um, I kind of want to hear from you three. What did you what do you think of this challenge? Like, where did it kind of challenge you? Um, did it make you did it kind of force you to be a little bit uncomfortable and learn a lot of technologies you didn't have confidence in learning? I kind of just want to get a feel for, you know, how your, uh, how your process went. Anyone? Uh, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What it taught me is like, cause I've, I'm probably been learning how to code just about just over three months now, maybe, maybe a little, maybe coming up to four months now. Um, and I started this course not really having any other projects and not really finishing, not having anything really completed. And I feel like now I've almost come like now I've got a project that I could say is not it's not complete, but it it appears to be complete. That is it it's forced me now to get away from tutorials and it's it's taught me that doing is much better than like just just learning all the time now it's better to learn on the job is what I'm trying to say is that I've learned a lot by just doing and even like like halfway through the course I scrapped I scrapped my project started it completely over again because I learned so much in those say 15 days that I had to change the way I thought about code change the way like how I organized my code and things like that so it definitely it pushed me in a in a more productive um, space. Wow, that's that's really cool to hear. Um, yeah, you you actually make a really good point. Um, when you're growing, it's very hard because this is why people start over all the time. But hard isn't the right word. I think it's very easy to notice such a drastic change, even like in a month's time, especially in the beginning, you just grow so much. Um, I think that's why so many people scrap their projects and start new ones. But uh, yeah, I, I think you've grown a lot from this one. So I'm glad you recognize that. Cool. For me, uh, this, this challenge actually uh, made me finish something because uh, I've, I've had like a couple of ideas before. Uh, I keep thinking, oh, I can finish this in one week, so I'll just learn more. So, and I'll do this next time. I kept saying that, and and when I when I joined this challenge, I had this. Uh, I had four ideas actually, and uh, this this is w what I came up with. <laughs> and uh, I was forced to read other people's code because I I had no experience with TensorFlow before that, so I had to learn a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, 
That's really cool. I think your app, I mean, anytime. So this is a tricky thing though. Like a lot of junior developers shy away from like integrations and connecting with third-party APIs and you just being able to showcase that you were able to connect with that third-party API. I mean, multiple ones. Um, I think Google and TensorFlow and just kind of bring those together and form what you've formed. That's that's actually something I, I truly think is going to make you stand out. So that, that was a good move. I'm glad you picked this project. Thank you. I think for me, um, one of my struggles uh, was this. This is like the first project I've done outside of my boot camp, and uh, all the projects I did in my boot camp, I always had my instructors and you know my classmates, and just I had like help in a way. And I, I felt like with this one, it was like my own. Um, there was no like tutorial. There was there was really nothing. Every every problem I faced, it, it was new to me to have to like like I really felt on my own, but it was really nice being able to overcome that and, and know that like, even without, um, like a, a tutorial or without something showing me every step of the way, like I could still do it. And and I think just overcoming that was, was my, my thing. That's, that's really cool. Do you feel like, um, do you, do you feel like you, gain a lot of confidence from breaking away from the tutorials or do you feel like, so I'm kind of just trying to pick your brains, but, um, do you feel like, okay. The question I want to ask is when is the right time? Do you think to start breaking away from a tutorial and building your own project? It's a really hard decision. Junior developers don't often know how to make. I mean, I, I think, any like as soon as possible i don't i don't think there's a too early to do it because either a you're you're going to you're going to have it down and you're you're going to be able to build something or or b you'll struggle and then through that struggle you'll you'll learn yeah i think that's a pretty good answer Okay. I was just curious. Um, this, you know, a lot of the things I do are off the cuff and I just wing it. And this, that's what this challenge was, honestly. And I, I kind of like the result of it. I hope you do polish up these projects. Like I said, I think all three of these projects are going to make really good portfolio projects. I mean that I'm not just being nice. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. So what I'm going to do, we'll kind of do our outros, but um, feel free if you don't want to provide any details, um, you know, that's okay. Just like mention the link of your project or something. But um, Andrew, if like other junior developers kind of just like want to reach out and connect to you, where could they reach you? Yeah, I think uh, LinkedIn will probably be the best way to go about it. Uh, just Andrew Dimes at LinkedIn. And then uh, if you want to check out the app, it's mymaintenance.herokuapp.com. Very cool. Yeah, I'll definitely put the links to the apps um, as long as you guys want them in there. How about you, Daniel? You can find me in LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, uh, Daniel Desiatko. You can search it up. Uh, my surname is very unique. Uh, you won't find anyone, anybody else. <laughs> Perfect. How about you, Lori? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn and on GitHub, Lori Huggin. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so stick around for a couple minutes, but, um, everyone that's watching, listening, I, uh, like I said, call to action, put the, um, yeah, put in the comments where you want me to donate to list your charity, list your favorite charity. Um, and make sure it's in the United States as well. 
but I'm happy to donate the money. And I think this is a really cool challenge. I love seeing the projects that came from it. And yeah, that's a wrap. Thanks for coming on. Just